0: Hello everyone, welcome to Module 8, Influence. This module is going to be a deep one, perhaps one you'll need to sit with and let it marinate to reveal the true teachings. Once you understand the value of influence as a scripture for your life, you will witness the great sharing of oneness that is in all experiences we encounter. In the previous modules, I've referred to collective consciousness, global consciousness, universal consciousness, all that is, and now I would also like to introduce the concept of galactic consciousness and multiversal consciousness and multidimensional consciousness. At different layers of reality, collections of energy create movement or flow in a particular direction or intention. One water droplet doesn't have that much of an impact if it falls to earth, but put a whole bunch of these together in a river and they can carve something as amazing as the Grand Canyon. Collective energy is very powerful. Energetically, the larger the group of energies focused on a particular reality, the stronger the impact. We look at these levels as our personal consciousness, what we feel, think, experience and intuit independently as an individual. Global consciousness, what everything and existence in our world feels, thinks, experiences and intuits as a group. Galactic consciousness, what everything in our galaxy feels, thinks, experiences and intuits as a group. Universal consciousness, what everything in our universe feels, thinks, experiences and intuits as a group. And multiversal consciousness, or if we think of the multiverse, of consciousness, what everything in the multiverse thinks, feels, experiences, and intuits as a group. And then, of course, we've got multidimensional consciousness, what everything on all dimensions of all space and time, on all dimensions of existence across the multiverse thinks, feels, intuits, and experiences as a group. Sometimes I also call this level of existence all that is. And you'll hear me refer to all as collective consciousness when I talk about how this collection of many layers of consciousness levels come together. Consider these layers of consciousness like that of an onion. You are at the centre with your own personal consciousness at your core. All other layers require you to expand your own awareness into the fields of information and experience around you. So therefore, the more you work on this greater awareness, the more you will become aware of the influence of these other realms of reality on you and be able to influence them as well. The larger the group, the stronger the influence. At a basic level, we can see a really good example of this in our current world society. We are being influenced by a global consciousness of fear related to terrorism. I travelled to America a couple of years ago and noticed that the very first thing When I got off the plane was an indicator of the terror alert level. The moment I arrived I was invited to buy into the idea that terrorism was my new reality. In Australia at the time we didn't see this or have this level of exposure to this concept. This was like a field I could choose to step into or not. I don't believe in terrorism so for me that field was one I chose not to step into but most people do. The success of the global control and money-making propaganda machine has been so incredible when it comes to the labelling of manipulative intents as terrorism. Global consciousness has bought it hook, line and sinker. The spin-doctoring is so clear, yet so many don't question or understand what they see right in front of them. They offer up control for an apparent safety on offer. Yet this is all based on the influence being sold by those selling us terrorism usually because it suits their agenda in some way. We are influenced like this in many ways. We're influenced by the media. Think about Valentine's Day, at Christmas, Easter or other shopping bonanzas. We might not spend $30 on a single rose on any other day of the year, but marketing influences us to make choices, to stay in a kind of social sorcery. I'm not saying these things are good or bad and we must each choose what we buy into but it's important to know we have a choice about what influences us or not. Influence is like a suggestion. There are positive ways we can use this or negative ways. Many years ago I gave up smoking by using hypnosis. This suggested some different ideas deep in my unconscious and as a result I was more able to consciously choose to be healthy and not smoke. Sometime later, I tried the same thing to lose some of that weight I gained after moving to the retreat. This time, I met with a hypnotist rather than using an at-home program. This person was very unethical. When I left the session, I could feel a big headache, the kind I used to get when I had been psychically imposted. I had a look deep into my unconscious and saw he had not only planted suggestions, but made himself the representation of him. It was like there was a mini hymn deep in my head. He'd linked so much of himself into my brain that each time I heard him on the radio, I could feel this energy trying to hook back in. No doubt a great way for him to drum up business, but scary to think he would be so radically impacting on most people's free will to choose him or not by making him such a large part of the suggestion process. We should always have the right to choose if we were influenced and by who. Removing this right is against universal law, which is why my head ached and let me know it rejected his suggestion. Influence and understanding it is used all the time. I remember when my father was overseas and had been given the job of cleaning up a very dark character's dealings who had stolen more than $20 billion from the World Bank and its customers by doing bad business in an unethical way that resulted in his bankruptcy. My father was in charge of reassigning his assets and trying to get a fair outcome for everyone. Of course, this meant the perpetrator was no longer in control and he was very unhappy about it. He had some influence in the country and through spin-doctoring and false accusations had my father arrested ten times. My dad is about the most honest and ethical person who ever existed, so nothing stuck, but it was a way of trying to discredit him. When my dad caught on to what the intention of all this was, he was advised to play the same game, instead advocating the hero-like nature of what they were really doing. The Sydney Morning Herald, 60 Minutes, CNN and some other big worldwide media caught the story and as a result, the perpetrator was powerless to play the same game. At one point, this man even had people believing it was a good thing that they tried to blow my father up to get the foreigners out of the country. Influence can justify so much if spun the right way. Have you really looked at the news? Have you seen the way the media manipulates? Have you noticed, even within families, workplaces, towns, cities, how this works? The recent real estate prices achieved in Sydney and California are another good example of this. Sydney-siders were sold on the idea that the real estate was super valuable, rare, and opportunities were running out. The media went wild with it. Some people desperately bought at prices that were crazed. Then the media started saying the market was dropping, and it did. The media has a massive power to influence. How does it influence you? Another really evident social area of influence right now is that for parents. More so than any other generation, parents are more informed about what their children need. If you speak to old-timers, they will tell you about the simplicity of parenting. I even heard one parent quote a time when babies were parked outside the supermarket in their prams while the parents went shopping, like horses at a corral. Nowadays, parents must take children to so many activities, groups, have the latest technologies, compare through message boards and group expectations. For these parents who have been influenced by the modern-day norms, they are pressured, overtired, not spending real time with their kids in deep presence, and their kids may be feeling the pressure of everything they have to do as well. Why would parents drive their kids to become overactive, which in turn drives the parents to become exhausted? The influence of social norms. The idea that we are caring more for these generations than ever before is an illusion of social influence. Influence meets us at the deepest levels of our family systems also. I was only doing a session for a person yesterday who had bravely broken through her family's cultural limitations, or what she felt were limitations. Now her daughters were getting married into a more traditional family from her culture of origin. My client was so concerned about the impact this influence would have on her girls. They'd only known independence and feminine rights, yet were about to marry men whose families would expect them to obey their husbands. They would no longer be able to make decisions for themselves or have the same rights. This mum was terrified her kids would go through the same traumas she did, trying to break free of these long-standing cultural influences. Long-standing social norms can be so debilitating for people trying to break free from them. Does your family heritage, culture or religion influence you in any way? How are we influencing the next generation? Every time a child sees a mum on a phone, surfing the internet, checking SMS or email or witnesses everyone at home surfing their independent technology devices or disconnecting while watching television, we are influencing our next generations to see what is normal. By buying stuff to soothe because we are so tired, we cannot be bothered interacting because we are so stretched and tired, we cannot fathom the energy to be connected to others. We are showing our children that this is the life they can expect. With society on way more pharmaceutical medications than ever and rates of discontent potentially higher than any other time in history, of course it's also possible we just know more about this now as well, we really need to understand the influence our lifestyle is having on the next generations. We need to change the influence our expectations of materialism have on our own energy. We work so hard to buy more stuff we don't need, only to discover that we are required to work more to buy more stuff we don't really need. If we don't reclaim a vital life, we will desecrate the next generations. Children in this generation expect so much more materialistic stuff. What influence does this exhaustion and mouse wheel of materialism we're all running on have on the emotional and psychological state of being? Humanity is exhausted, unfulfilled, depressed, discontent, angry, and lost. We all know when we feel bad, we are less likely to be compassionate, patient, loving, or kind. We are more likely to lash out with anger, project, and blame. If you haven't already watched the movie The Shadow Effect, it's worth a look. We need to call back deep presence to ourselves to change the world. Only from an influence of deep presence will we change the generations to come, as well as our own experience. Are you being influenced by the need for stuff? Do you need to upgrade to the latest technology? Do you need to have more possessions than you actually need? Are you in debt? We've been influenced to accept financial credit as an acceptable way of life. It is an enslaver to the system. Wherever possible, you will experience radical freedom when you release yourself from the influence of debt. One of the ways I see a powerful influence is in clairvoyance and readings work. I remember years ago when I had a client who wanted to go and live with a man in a castle overseas. It sounded like a fairy tale life for a princess. She had come to a reading and spirited confirmed she should go. They confirmed she deserved it and that it was her time to enjoy They told her everything she needed to hear to take such a great big leap and go. When she returned home, she rang me and abused me. This man was an alcoholic and she had had a terrible time. Consider if the universe had told her the truth. She may not have gone, but she would always have wondered if the reading was right and she missed a great opportunity. She would have agonised over this forever. With this outcome, she knew the opportunity was wrong for her and it was the only way she would know for sure. She also got the chance to heal the big chip on her shoulder about what she thought she deserved and all the resentment and lack of gratitude she had for what was in her life now. The universe took the opportunity to deal her a double lesson. Of course, as a relatively new reader, I was furious with spirit. I couldn't believe they'd told me such lies. After I got off the phone from her, I gave my guides a massive serving and asked them what the hell they were up to. They explained all of this. I understood then that readings are to influence you to your good, not to tell you the truth. And I've seen so many people feel damaged over the years when they don't understand that a reading is an invitation to witness how you are influenced. It is not always the truth of what will be, but it also can be sometimes. You should notice how the information moves you. It is the movement within that will help you create the best outcomes possible for yourself even if you can't see it yet if you're someone who has readings remember this and you'll gain so much more from understanding the influence the information has on you moving through the lessons and insights with much more ease and grace the universe is constantly influencing us this way when things feel difficult you are often at the precipice of being guided through a difficult lesson you have not been able to be influenced more gracefully through Gentle influence is always tried first, but the universe has a commitment to keep you on track. After all, it's your free will dictating your chosen path in each moment. Nothing is more powerful. When we are suffering, if we ask, what is the influence of this suffering? By understanding the influence, we no longer need the suffering. Consider this next time you find yourself co-creating moments of great difficulty. The more conscious we become, the more influence we have. As our awareness reaches out towards the multidimensional consciousness level, we become aware of so much more. The more we embrace other possibilities, the more quantum our thoughts become. We embrace other perspectives as possibilities, never fixating on one way of being. We become multidimensional in our thinking. As this happens, we are tuned to all that is. We become more aware of its influence on us and our influence on it. Most people don't realise how much we are influenced by the forces around us. Life being the primary objective is also the core of all things. This essence of life flourishing is the core of the multidimensional intent and influence. Its influence is always impacting us unconsciously. It's why you can't stop dreaming about how full and complete and wonderful your life could be and why you're always drawn to make improvements to help you honour life as your primary objective. There is this sharing of energy happening right now. This sharing of energy is sometimes called oneness. It exerts a force or influence upon all things. In this scripture, we're also going to explore the many facets of this influence. Many years ago, when I got very burnt out, I was exerting a massive influence on the world around me. At the same time, I was not allowing myself to be influenced or topped up by the energies available to me. If we have abandonment issues or martyr or saviour complex, we may try and do it all, resulting in less of an influence we can make because our energy, unreplenished, dries up. Have you ever felt like you've run out of energy at the end of the day or a long, difficult life event? Were you shutting down the influence of forces that could support you? Sometimes these forces are people to carry the load or resources you could accept. Do you allow yourself to receive as much as you give? Nowadays, I understand how important sustainability is to my work in the world, and even as a mum. I cannot be available to influence others in a positive way if I do not allow the forces that support me to influence me in nourishing ways. I allow myself to receive gracefully and gratefully. Do you fill up with the sun, nature, stars, cosmos, foods, friends, beloveds, children, animals, and spiritual energies? Do you really let yourself be topped up by all things in the multiverse? I've also come to understand the value of my influence. You may have noticed that I never teach the same class twice. This is because I am interested only in having the most current influence. I recognise that not all people are ready for this influence at the time I am inspired to deliver it. Instead of teaching the same class over and again and trying to reach others when they are ready, even though my passion and influence has moved on, I recognised that I didn't want to waste the energy and the potency of the influence I can have when I'm most passionate. So I created a way for people to tap into that influence at the time they are passionate about receiving it, while still allowing myself to move on to the influence I want to have next. There is no wasted influence. I don't try and offer something I don't want to, and my online class structure captures the most potent energy so others can choose to have this delivered to them when they are ready for it. Do you capture full inspired influence in your life deliveries? If your influence feels like it's wavering, consider changing to what your passions invite. Make sure you capture the energy of your influence when it is potent and that this continues to benefit you and the world. A good platform or structure of delivery beyond our current and direct interaction is paramount to maximise the influence we can have and the difference we can make. I've often thought that working for money for a daily wage and trading time for money, doing the same thing every day and letting all of this energy Go only into the productivity for one day is like wasting influence. It's like standing in a river and letting the water rush past you. This creates erosion and the water carves away. You cannot feel energized by this, you just feel rushed, and the four weeks of holiday a year most people get are not enough to truly rest. Influence is cyclic. We must have yang energy flow like this to enliven us, but this must be balanced by yin energy. We need times of stillness. This is like slowing the river down, floating into a little estuary, resting there for a moment before we flow out into the world again. This rejuvenates. Notice the yin yang symbol is 50% of each. Is your life like this? My way of doing this is to create online classes so the powerful influence is captured. At the end of each program I deliver, I have time to rejuvenate. The whole time while I am teaching one program, people from around the world are enjoying my other ones. Even though they never get to access me directly, they still get the influence of the teachings. This not only leaves me abundant enough to rest and balance myself, but it also ensures my influence is continual, regardless of where I am in time and space. How can you bring a balance of energies into your life so you are influenced by yin 50% of the time and yang 50% of the time? Does your influence only last as long as your effort? If so, how could you let it perpetuate? How could it exist long after your energy is invested? How could it linger powerfully beyond this moment? I believe everyone needs a life model that helps them have maximum influence while they are here. This justifies our existence. It brings massive impact to our influence. It is disrespectful of this sacred life we have been given to be inefficient with our influence. What can you create? What model can you follow to channel your energies into a vehicle that lingers and continues to support you in others? If you have never considered this, let the question sit with you and let the universe inspire the answer. If the answer comes and it is outside the box of your normal paradigm, you're probably accessing something wonderful. And something very important, go with a new odd-shaped box. They're the best kind. In my own journey, I used to get so stuck in the drama, not realising I had a need to be involved in it. It influenced me all the time. I would fix everyone else's problems in my personal life. Then I would waste my time and energy being less than I could be. I stayed small and in my own problems felt huge. I was broke, under-energised and suffering. I had the good sense to realise this was not the way. Letting go of dramas has freed up so much energy for me. It took me to acknowledge why I liked being influenced, what I was unconsciously happy to be distracted by, what I was avoiding, what this distraction kept me from acknowledging about my own greatness. When I was okay with me, I didn't need other things to distract me from proving to myself that I was actually capable of awesomeness. I just let myself be influenced by my true potential. Have you ever become distracted and let another's journey influence your own in ways that were not helpful to you? Most of the time, our helping of others, what we feel is a positive influence, is actually a desecrating one. While we fix others' problems, they never learn to do this themselves. Our help impedes them from ever discovering their true power. Influencing others with your awesomeness can stop them from discovering their own. The best influence we can be is their greatest fan, believing they are capable of becoming all they imagine. This is a powerful psychic suggestion, and of course, it is always true. For we are each as divine as each other, and we all have the same possibilities to activate our most divine self in form. Influence others to remember their greatness. Don't focus your influence on cleaning up their messes so they never learn to do this themselves. Stealing another's power like this is damaging for you both. Our own problems can also influence us. They can bog us down. Sometimes they feel so large. It is like they are sitting on top of us. The weight of them makes us feel like we are unable to move. When I felt like this, I remember going to a headland when I was still about 15 years old. It was so healing. I would walk out to the very edge of the cliff where no one could find or see me and dance there to beautiful music. Seeing the vast ocean in front of me, my problems and dramas seemed so insignificant aside that a great ocean vista. Seeing the larger picture drew me back into balance. The macrocosm was influencing me and my perspective. Seeing the larger picture of all things can influence us significantly. All problems are small when compared to our vastness. Being with nature can influence us. We have all felt the magic of a moment hanging out with the Great Mother. Held in the embrace of her waters, her forests, her fresh air, we thrive, we feel renewed. She influences us with her love and it fills us up inside. When we hold one of her beautiful jewels, the crystals and gems of the earth, we get a sense energetically of her concentrated essence. I love having been absorbed for thousands or millions of years into the beautiful specimen we get to enjoy. I love letting crystals influence me and I now recognise the value in this and don't waste the resources of the mother. Most people start collecting crystals and wear too many. They use too many. They want too many. This is usually the process of trying to have something we feel we don't have because the crystal transfers its energy to us rather than truly valuing something sacred. Be mindful of the Mother's resources and see them as sacred, even with your crystals. Even in this way, we can influence global consciousness to be respectful of the Earth Mother and all of her beauty. We are also influencing each other constantly. We impost upon each other energetically. When we worry for someone, we impart this energy to them. It influences them and becomes part of their reality. When we hate someone, we also send along this influence. When we believe in someone, we also send along this kind of uplifting influence. I often see parents scolding children and being unsure why they do not respond by being disciplined. They will live up to whatever reputation you give them to live up to. When one has a reputation to live up to because someone close to us believes in us, we will surprise ourselves to achieve it. The most nourished and successful children, employees, partners and family members are those held in this high regard. We can also influence ourselves in this way. Do you break or uplift yourself and others? What influence do you have? Do you want to have? Do you believe in your innate goodness and potential? If not, take a look in the mirror and see your magnificence. You'll find your true essence in your eyes. This is where you will know the great soul inside that influences you and all of its potential. In the last scripture, we talked a little about the fact that reality is set by the observer. At a fundamental level, you are influencing your own reality. If you believe you are hopeless, you are. If you believe everyone lets you down, they do. If you believe you are unhealthy, you are. You believe you are tired all the time. This is your reality. You are constantly influencing your reality. You are shaping its fundamental essence. Stand two people next to each other in exactly the same situation and they will have a completely different experience. Ram Dass describes this beautifully in his movie Ecstatic States. He describes three people travelling through a town in a car. The driver is concerned about the car because it has a funny noise in the engine. Another passenger is horny and another one is hungry. The first person notices all the mechanics in town, the next passenger notices the places where sex may be available and the final passenger notices all the places where they could eat. The town is still the same, just like life is still the same, but you are influenced by what is relevant to you. The interesting thing quantum physics teaches us is that we have complete control over what we choose to make relevant to us. Your life, then, is influenced by what you place priority of relevance to. Consider the power of this. What do you presently make relevant? If you are driving through life like this town, what is on your relevance radar? This will influence your life completely. And, of course, there is a much bigger influence going on, too. Why are we here? Why are you here? At this exact moment in Earth's history, Is it just some random eventuality of your DNA happening to pop through this time? Or have you had a sense, probably since you were a small child, like you were here to do something special, a sense that just was before you even knew what ego was or had the capacity to think it up to validate your ego? When I was a little girl of about five years old, I used to camp out on my friend's balcony at night and together we would look up at the stars. I used to say, I wonder where we come from, while looking at the stars, being somehow sure it was from out there somewhere. I noticed this beautiful golden star in the sky and would commonly look at this star while I was wondering where I came from. In 2002, I channeled a beautiful class on the angels and brought through things I had never read before. I learned from this work that the angels come from the seventh dimension to this world through the light of the star Antares. Later on in my spiritual upbringing, I learnt that my soul was most likely from Antares, the central home for those with angelic heritage. This was super special because this was that amazing golden star I had always been looking at, wondering where I came from. When I was doing my Kundalini dance teacher training initiation in 2008, I was visited by a rainbow dragonfly that merged with my medicine, the raven. I was so influenced by this new aspect of my medicine that rainbows became a bit of an obsession to me afterwards. I couldn't stop surrounding myself with them. They felt like home. Later, I saw a picture of the stars clustering directly around Antares. There is one star for each color of the rainbow in this cluster. The red supergiant at its center is the golden star I'd been looking at in the night sky since I was a youngling. I too have been surrounding myself with rainbows to feel at home. This had influenced so much for me, even though I was not conscious of these things at the times in the journey where they emerged. For me, there is no doubt we are influenced by more than the mundane physical reality we see here. There is a bigger knowing to my soul. When I'm in moments of great clarity, the dots link up like in this example I just gave you and I remember the great influence upon me here. I am always guided by my soul or essence, as I like to call this. So are you. Inside you, there is a calling. You have been influenced by your nature since you were young. What has inspired you? What has called to you? What has called over and over again? Spiritual journey is often about remembering this essence. We seek the deeper meaning of our lives. If you're doing a program such as this, the question of where you come from may have already burned in you also. Maybe you've found the answer. However, another question became really important to me as I progressed in my own understanding. It became a I have to know kind of yearning as well. This question was, why are we here? After you realise why you are here, it is the next natural question. You may understand we are being influenced we may know where we come from we may know what we are here to be and how we as this being wish to contribute but why are we here this we of course is you and me but also humanitarian general this we also includes the other life forms on our planet and our planet herself it includes the solar system the other stars and solar systems of our galaxy, all the other galaxies and dimensions, and all of the other forms of life and existence we do not have the capacity to be aware of, why are we all here? This scripture is called influence because the answer to this question is to influence the macrocosm. It is the greatest influence to which we are all drawn and existing in service of. I remember being horrified when J.Z. Knight, who claims to be channeling a being called Grantha, called Earth the backwaters and the boondocks in the What the Bleep Do We Know movie, She implied how unimportant and sidelined this Earth life is. I'm also really sad when people devalue this existence we have, for it is so important. We are not some secondary thought, nor is Earth's existence supposed to feel like hell. We haven't been sent here as punishment. It is in fact a privilege to incarnate here. It is no less divine or wondrous than the most heavenly place you can imagine. Our existence here is of huge importance in the grand scheme of things. We are the grassroots movement that is pushing all of consciousness into its next levels of awareness. Here on earth we are Thrashing out duality, we are delving into the inner darkness, meeting our shadows head on. We are befriending our warring nature, we are learning to love the places of fear within us, taming jealousy, hatred, self annihilation. We are growing through pain and agony into freedom and peace. We are doing the hardest work in the universe. Only those with the most light within have the potential to hold space for this transformation. This means we have some of the most sacred and ancient beings in the universe embodied on earth right now. Each dimension and species have their work to do. Here on earth we are taking the work of the angelic kingdom, the mastery of love and power, to a new level. We are here to collectively master unlimited power. This powerful work is mammoth. How does a limited being with limited conscious knowledge and by its nature of duality some darkness within Try and holistically embrace unlimited power, which is pure love in total consciousness. This is the answer our species is trying to hypothesize on. Hopefully, we won't blow ourselves up in trying to find the answer. So, next time you think your individual work to find self-power seems unimportant, or like it must be a mistake that someone has left you here by accident, like I used to think, why do you think the ET movie was such a hit? Remember, you are a universal citizen with a conscious awareness that will be assisting this planet and dimension to blast metaphorically into the next levels of evolution. There is no work more important, for this energy leap will push all levels of consciousness into vaster expansion across all levels of the multiverse. As we each heal and become more powerful, we raise the global consciousness on the planet. More beings have access then at an unconscious level to this telepathic broadcast of information. The how becomes more available as knowledge. As more and more people awaken here, this knowledge also becomes available in the universe. It is not just our dimension or race that feeds understanding into the telepathic channels of collective consciousness after all. We are literally seeding awareness into the universe for the benefit of all universal citizens. Imagine if one day you woke up and understood brain surgery without any training. We can accept the transfer of studyable knowledge easily, and if we are aware of our telepathy, instantaneous transmission is like this very easily. Transmission of consciousness seems far more difficult for most people who cannot imagine waking up one day and just being empowered, for example. Imagine if you woke up understanding peace, love or true power. Imagine if everyone here did. How would this shape the world and the choices we would all make? Imagine you are not just part of a single world, but a citizen of the universe. Try and conceive of the change that could be felt across the universe if many worlds woke up to love, peace and power and how to live these things in perfect harmony. Imagine the ripple effect across all that it is. If this information or consciousness was available to download for anyone from the pool of collective consciousness, everything, everywhere, would be impacted. Here on Earth, we get inspired about the influence social change movements or our latest causes to make the world a better place have. But we are all actually involved in the largest social changer experiment that ever was. It is happening on a multiversal level. Think of it like the largest grassroots movement that ever was. This is the big work we are all doing. When you wake up today and you are focused on healing yourself, remember this. You are healing the world. You are helping the universe to heal. You may even be helping to birth new universes where a healed way of being is the norm. This is the great influence you have on macrocosm. Another way to look at this is to think of the family tree of consciousness to which we all belong. We often think of a family tree as little cells of new people expanding downwards as the family tree grows. When you take into account multiple families, or in humanity's case billions, and how the explosion of new people is happening at the bottom of the tree, imagine these like roots on an actual tree. Now imagine what would be happening to the top of the tree with so much bottom stability. A tree naturally grows taller and broader when its grounding life force is strong, just like the human race is expanding. Now imagine we are not the only tree. There are other worlds and dimensions that are also exploring the expansion of oneness concepts in duality-based framework. Think of this like many trees growing strong all at once. As the trees grow larger, eventually their trunks expand. This causes less room between the trees. If the space between the trees is no longer there because the expansion is so vast, what happens in a forest? All the trunks become one. It doesn't matter if the trees are different species, they merge and become one large structure. This is not unlike our return to oneness consciousness. Why is it so important to return to oneness consciousness in this duality-based world? Well, think about your own individual process of healing you arrive at an issue. You feel very fragmented and broken up about it, which is duality. You may want to feel loving about it, but you are most likely stuck in and influenced by the fear or hate or anger. You are present in love, but also in fear. You are coexisting in a dual nature. No matter what you are healing in yourself, the challenge is always to bring yourself into oneness. If you've done soul coaching with me, then you've probably heard me say to love something to death or what would love do here? Love is the doorway to healing everything and making us whole or one within. Maybe you need to love yourself, someone else or a situation, but love is the fabric of emotional energy that oneness is made of. It is always the solution. Whenever you heal a personal issue, you feel more whole or one. You are like the trees in the forest where each tree represents a different aspect of your healing. As each is integrated to love and wholeness, it becomes part of you in a strong way, loved into your form. You are more because of it. The universe does the same thing. Just like the cells in your body respond to threats, imbalances and toxic energies in your body, you, as part of the universe, like a cell of its body, are working through different impurities in its consciousness. The more work you do to become pure, the better the body of the universe functions and feels. This is the larger impact and influence you are having right now on the entire universe. You are already living a great purpose, regardless of what you do for a job here. At a physical level, by your existence, you are helping the far greater consciousness of the world expand and grow its understanding of itself. You are indeed the universe experiencing itself. You are the world, the universe, the multiverse. You are all that is. Remember that to which you belong. How massively our challenges really can influence and yet from this perspective, how small they can feel. We influence in an incredibly vast way indeed. We impact macrocosm at this vast level And at a more micro level, we also influence global consciousness. This contributes to that beautiful forest in the garden of all consciousness, and it is this area we can focus on to truly do our work in the world, whilst at the same time keeping an understanding of the much larger influence we are really having. Global consciousness is a field that most of us, have more conscious access to than the grander universal or multiversal playing field I have just described. Here we influence our world. We can impact through not only our gestures, but actually see the impact we make psychologically, energetically and physically. I'm sure you've all seen the results of global meditations on peace and their measurable impact on crime rates. If you haven't researched the Maharaji effect, Tangible influence is real. But we can do so much more. As a channel, I'm often inspired by the ideas that come through me. I can choose to make them a reality here or not. If I don't, I always see the ideas made manifest by someone else within six months. My consciousness seeds the idea here into global consciousness, where it resides as a suggestion or influence. Then it grows within someone else who feels magnetically drawn to its vibration. There are millions, if not billions, of human beings becoming conscious of their spiritual nature, opening these channels. This is really evident by the pace at which information is now flowing on the planet as well. The lighter realms have no time constraints, so information transmission is instantaneous. We are speeding up this reality, changing its frequency. We are helping it to flow into the field of love. This is the influence you have simply by existing here now. Every time you watch the news, you can see the disharmony as tragedy and get involved in focusing on and enhancing this frequency here by superpositioning it, creating it as your reality. Or you can choose to see the greater vision unfolding, the release of purity, which is sometimes shrouded in toxicity, and all detoxes feel yucky at first, and focus on the coming good. With our growing awareness of our place as universal citizens, we must steer this world into a place of oneness. This is a greater task and, of course, it starts first inside us. We can superposition this reality into a profound haven of equality, joy, peace and respect for all living things. This is the power of our potential for influence. I have met so many lightworkers who are advanced spiritual teachers They may be impacting millions, yet inwardly they may be experiencing suicidal depression, massive poverty, a devastating lack of love, no friendships, no support. Some are even completely shut down from pleasure of any kind. They are living one life in the limelight, pretending to be something, selling this image while inside they are suffering so immensely. Some even think this is a necessary part of being a spiritual being. Suffering? is not necessary nor is it helpful to influence with this limited concept you must be the change you wish to see in the world while you suffer the world suffers while you are devoid of love so is the world the earth cannot get support if you don't know how to accept this yourself we must realize that everything we accept for ourselves has a massive influence in global consciousness the more expanded our energy becomes, the greater and faster that influence takes effect. If your nature in its truest essence is allowed and entitled to love, harmony, peace, abundance, health, well-being, support and great joy, do you allow yourself to be influenced by this true nature? Or do you allow your experiences, origins or story to stop you from this entitlement? What influences Have you allowed to disconnect you from your capacity to receive great beauty in all forms in your life? Do you consider yourself a role model for global consciousness? Have you ever considered your life is the blueprint you are helping to seed for all? Are you seeding love, support, joy and all other facets of a delicious experience for yourself, So this is how your magnetism influences the world? You must be full. You must be well cared for. You must express love to yourself every day. You must practice self-kindness. These things are the foundations. When you are overflowing, you have so much more to give. You give from a genuine place. You are embodied and whole. You circulate the frequency of wholeness around the world. You can influence all to have much, not by taking, but by simply having, accepting and receiving. I remember when I first started my journey and I had some major blocks to abundance. I thought having more than others would make them feel less than me and I never wanted them to feel bad. So I suffered without enough of anything. I came across some information in a book on Celtic magic which told me it was okay to have. And later, I formulated this understanding to become it was in fact excellent to have, as it inspired others to be whole also. I feel like a muse now. If someone doesn't have and they want to know how to, I love sharing with them how they can. I see this as part of my job to inspire the uninspired about the possibilities of isness. I don't hide. I don't go without. Are you devoted to your own inner richness? Do you dwell in abundance? in whatever way that comes to you? Do you see this as a spiritual service to influence the world by holding this vibration? What have you mastered? What can you inspire others around? What do you have to share? What influence can you see? Do you let people see this? If not, why not? If there are areas you still feel your influence needs tweaking, what are they? What areas of your life need a little more of something? Where do you feel your influence is soft or ineffective or not in alignment with your heart's desires? Your purpose is to be whole, to have, to influence by living in fullness and ease and grace. This is so important to realise. I see so many lightworkers who are compelled to find their purpose here and they can even feel obsessed with it. It can make you feel very inadequate when you don't feel like a contribution to fix the box you imagine it should fit. But remember, regardless of what you do, whatever that box ends up being for you, your state of being here holds a much greater purpose. This purpose is already being done right now. When you heal yourself, when you try and become more embodied, when you realize your own power and you do so lovingly without harming others to do so, you are contributing. You are being of influence. When you live in bliss, you are changing the world. You are contributing more than any other single lifetime can offer. You are leaving a legacy of energy that impacts every other life form in the universe. It's time to feel good, people. It is important to contribute in the ways you feel inspired to here in this world, but I also want to impact you with the idea that if you feel a lack of peace about your path, give yourself a break. Your contribution is already being offered. If you sit in inner mayhem about your pathway and you feel unable to exact your decided upon mentally made ideas and feel inner conflict about this, let it go. You are already doing your work. What is more important is actually that you find inner peace in this exact moment and that this peace continues moment after moment. You will do far more good in the world. This is the gift of your influence. I love the work of deep ecology. I think it is a social science that everyone should learn about. What touches me the most about it is the idea that we've lost touch of where we came from. So often I meet people on the journey who feel fragmented and lost. They feel disconnected. They feel alone. Even if they have everything in the world and all the experiences and acquisitions of merit we are supposed to have, they feel so alone. They forget they are part of a long heritage of life. They have arrived here because of a universe that erupted into life, more recently a star that exploded, sending the carbon needed to create our life forms, and then life began to evolve. First, there were single cell organisms, followed by beings that arrived on the shores from the bursting life in Mother Ocean, and we kept evolving and growing and expanding to become all of the many life forms we now are. We are part of this much larger, greater family lineage. Whether your own human family is broken or not, you belong to this family of life and you are in sacred company with millions of others in your tribe. You are the influence of their zest to live. Unified with our true family, we are able to see the larger vista. We must take care of our family. We must influence our family's future. We must care for one another. I am your sister as you are mine. We are one great family of life that has been evolving for billions of years, perhaps even longer. When you think about the influence you have in this regard, it can help you to remember the knowledge that exists within you. We know epigenetically we have the knowledge of all that went before us inside our being. We can access this knowledge. Part of remembering of past lives is simply this, the remembering of our lineage within us. Our ancestors' memories influence us. They can feel like our own. In the same way, we will influence our future generations, not just our children or theirs or the ones we will have direct contact with. Our DNA leaves a legacy. Our energy leaves an imprint. We will leave a mark upon this world, whether we have children or not. So what mark do you want to leave upon this world? What impact will your own journey of personal healing leave behind? What knowledge and understanding will you be seeding into this world, universe, multiverse? Your impact and influence will contribute to what comes long after this universe has expired. I believe all of the thought forms and ideas from our minds travel from our third eye chakras as light. I was once shown a vision that these are sucked into the black holes of the physical universe, which will eventually erupt on the other side of the black hole into a new universe. Who knows, there might even be a universe created in the future, which is all based on your beliefs. What would this world look like? What kind of physics and reality would those universal citizens live with? What kind of world would you create? Are you creating? Life has a beautiful way of recycling. Ever notice the same fashions come into style if you wait long enough? Or the way water moves from oceans into clouds onto the earth and washes down rivers back into the oceans again? Everything in life recycles. We are each the energy of a star that exploded being recycled into different life forms. When we die, our remains will decay and become fertiliser for something else to grow. Energy recycles like this too. It never ceases to exist. It just changes form. When your physical body dies, your energy will become linked to a different form. Many have ideas about what this form may be. Some believe it is another person or animal Or a state or a dimension in a different form of existence, whatever you believe, you will be recycled. Each cycle of recycling leaves an impact. What influence will you leave behind? At a global level, what is your legacy? You are part of the story, generations to come will know. You are part of the universe's ultimate life drama. You may be the hero, the heroine, the slacker, the resource taker, the life giver, the healer, the harmonizer, the world changer. You may be the embodier. Whatever your choice when you know the words to describe the influence you want to have and leave behind, all your actions have meaning. Imagine for a moment if the entire world considered this way of thinking and being. We are not here to be the same. We are here to discover our unique energetic diversity and to embody this. We could not war. We are only here to influence from our point of view. And if we can appreciate this, we can appreciate others are here to do the same. We can admire their influence knowing it is theirs alone. You are not meant to walk my path, nor am I meant to walk yours. As the macrocosm expands, just like the physical universe shows us, The space between galaxies and objects becomes vaster. What fills this space? Was the Big Bang the explosion of an idea of us coming into being? Is life what happens when the space is created? Can you feel that space when another allows you to just be who you are? There is no crowding, no need to comply, no doctrine, just pure exploration of life and possibility. This is what the multiverse is trying to accomplish. The actioning and embodiment of all that is, all possibilities, all choice, all possible influence, all the beauty of all we could be, actualized. Your uniqueness is your gift. Your wonderfully different way of thinking and being is your gift. So don't comply, instead fly. Here's how you can grow in week 1, 2 and 3. For this module, I want you to observe what influence you already have in week 1. In week 2, let life show you the influence you really have. Life will find ways to communicate this to you. Pay attention to the interactions you have with others. They will inform you. In week 3, I would like you to deeply contemplate the bigger influence you would like to have. What energies do you want to seed into the world? What influence do you want to have? And in the final days before we begin the next module, notice how this knowing makes you feel. Knowing and living in alignment with the influence you want to have brings you a deep sense of peace. Being this person, there is nothing left to do, only to be the version of yourself that lives true to this state of being. As I said at the very beginning, take time to contemplate the essence of this scripture. If you can grasp the enormity of what is really being said here, you will realise you are in the grasp of the most sacred existence imaginable. Remembering this will always help you to remain centred and of great service to all that is. Thank you for the beauty you offer and the influence of you.